Did you wake up one day wondering how you ended up in the shit show of life? Where the only joy you find every day is doom scrolling TikTok, silently wondering why you had to relearn how to part your hair in the middle and laughing at cat videos. Are you tired of wearing all the hats, doing all the things and taking care of everyone else while you can't even sit down for an hour alone without feeling guilty? Then let me welcome you to Hustle Culture Dropout, where we're trading the chaos for clarity. I'm your host, Chastity Campbell, mom, wife, entrepreneur, and professional procrastinator. And I'm ready to bring you along as we discuss everything from burnout to self-care and entrepreneurship to wellness. If you're looking for someone who's got it all figured out, you are definitely in the wrong place. But if you want to discover how to be genuinely happy, make an impact in this world, and occasionally have mindless conversations about the latest celebrity gossip, I've got you. So get ready for some no-nonsense real talk as we take on the insanity of life and what it means to be a woman in today's world. This is Hustle Culture Dropout. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Hustle Culture Dropout. I'm your host, Chastity Campbell, and today we're going to dive into a story that is real and raw and relatable because that's your girl. But before we do that, I want to take a minute to tell everybody thank you who has been reaching out to me the last month, sending me DMs and emails and text messages, and all of you who have connected with me, letting me know how much you're loving the podcast. Obviously, you are definitely feeding my ego. But outside of making me feel like I am like the next Mel Robbins, hello goals, it really means that this podcast is going in the direction that I had hoped. I'm bringing people together and it's resonating with people and that is pretty amazing. It's literally all I wanted. 18 months ago when I started my journey into entrepreneurship, I did not think this would become a reality. So the fact that I'm sitting here every week with you guys and you're enjoying it is honestly the the only thing I could have hoped for. So last week I spent a week in Scottsdale, Arizona, which for any of you who know me, understand that fall is my time. I'm a fall girly. I cannot wait for the temperatures to get cooler. And I want all things cozy and comfy, hence launching a candle business, right? But I decided that I would travel to the desert to spend a week with some of my biz besties. And we are going, we were going to hash out the rest of Q4 and then also work through what we wanted 2024 to look like. And you guys, there is some big freaking stuff coming. So it was super great to be able to work through that with women who just understand it and who push me and they listen to me and they offer me feedback and different ideas. And that was all possible because of the damn internet. So if you are sitting and you are listening to this podcast today and you have sort of this love-hate relationship with social media, I 100% get it. But what I have found that I was able to do in the last 18 months was really utilize social media and the internet to my benefit for what I feel like is its greatest purpose, which is bringing people together and connecting people. And so love it or hate it, it can be such an incredible tool when it is utilized to connect with other women. 
And that is the only way I was able to meet these other incredible ladies. I've spent 18 months building a business and they have been right alongside of me. Some of them newer, some of them from the beginning. And it has been such a great resource for me. And so just like we've talked about in other episodes here on Hustle Culture Dropout, make sure that you're taking the time to foster the relationships in your life. And if you do not have real life besties, find them. There are people out there. I am out there. I am on the other side of the screen, on the other side of this mic, but people are waiting to connect with you. People are waiting to build relationships with you. And just because you meet somebody via the internet or social media or some crazy thing like that, doesn't mean that they can't become a stable and significant part of your life. And it can become, these relationships can become such an intricate part of your life that it just feeds your soul. And so reach out and invest in those communities and find out where these other people are who are sharing the season of life with you. It can make such a huge difference in everything, in your confidence, in your self-love, in learning routines and helping you through motherhood and just transitional times in your life. And so I came home on Friday, completely fired up and ready to kill it in 2024. But while I was there in Arizona, I started to think about how far I've come from launching my line of candles and Nora Blanc to sitting here and recording this podcast and all of the monumental goals that I am about to work on in 2024. And it is fucking mind blowing to see what I've done in these 18 months is literally such a far cry from where I was 10 years ago. I cannot even begin to fully wrap my head around it. But, and the thing is, any one of you can do the exact same thing. Don't get me wrong. I had to do some work. I had to put myself through a shit ton of therapy and I'm fully invested and dedicated to the things that I'm passionate about, being people and women and relationships and connection and helping all of you just rediscover what you're truly passionate about and find your true authentic voice. But starting that journey was hard AF. And this life, the one that I'm living right now, the one that I created from a complete fucking dumpster fire that I was 10 years ago is what I want to talk to you about today. Because I want you to understand that when you decide to listen to this podcast because you want to learn something or you think I'm fucking hilarious or I'm relatable or whatever, what you're getting when you show up here each week is that you're getting somebody who literally does not have it all figured out. I struggle. I still struggle. I have zero credentials to show you, but I have been very, very transparent about that from the beginning. What I have, my degree comes from like straight up the school of hard knocks. It is about life experience. I did the work. I chose me and you can too. I've often shied away from sharing my story because sometimes it's just easier to ignore and gloss over, you know, the parts of our past that have been hard or difficult or painful. You don't want to relive them. You don't want to like go down the path again. You don't want to open the wound again. But I have come to realize that my story is like so many of yours. I am not alone in this world. I am not alone in this journey. I am not alone in these struggles and neither are you. And I think that the best way that I can serve you is to share the story with you. 
And my story is about transition. It's about self-discovery. And it's about the power of taking small but transformative steps towards rediscovering yourself. And that's exactly what I had to do 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was in the midst of a profound life transformation. I went from being married, stay-at-home mom, taking care of my three kids, attending PTA meetings, volunteering in their classrooms, planning all the Pinterest parties, to facing a divorce with shared custody, going back to work, working a full-time job, making a whopping $13 an hour. But more importantly, I went from my whole entire world being my kids and my family. And I went from that to these days and these weekends where I was completely alone and lost. And I was lost because I had spent every freaking day of every year leading up to that point for almost 14 years living for somebody else and putting myself last and never prioritizing myself. And you can only do that for so long before you start to realize you wake up one day and you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't know who I am. All I know is that I am fucking exhausted. I am a shell of myself. And that's what I was. And so moving into that time post-divorce, I didn't even know what to do with myself. Have you guys ever watched that movie, Runaway Bride, where Julia Roberts gets called out by the guy that's doing the magazine interview with her? I can't remember his name. I think her name was Maggie in the, in the movie. But he asks her a question as simple as, how do you like your eggs? And she couldn't answer him. What she would tell him was that she liked the same type of eggs that whatever her fiance or her boyfriend or the guy that she was dating, whatever his favorite eggs were, that's what she liked. So if he liked scrambled eggs, she liked scrambled eggs. If he liked fried eggs, then she liked fried eggs. And that's sort of what I felt like after I moved into my own home and I was away from my kids. I didn't even know what kind of eggs I liked because for all of these years, I had been, I, well, basically I was just eating whatever leftover eggs the kids didn't eat because Lord knows they're not eating the shit you put on their plate, right? And I just didn't know who I was. I was making choices and I was making decisions about my life that affected me, but they were based on other people's needs. And I had lived that for so many years, just supporting other people's dreams, raising kids, giving them the best life that I could, that it ultimately led me to this path of where I had no self-identity. And I'm not in any way saying that motherhood doesn't require severe sacrifice because those babies need everything from you. You are their entire world and they are yours and rightfully so. But we often forget that what society has taught us for years is that there's no room in there to be ourselves along with taking care of other people, that you have to fully 
immerse yourself into this world that just doesn't have room for you. And that's just not true. And I don't regret that any for one minute. I do not regret the amount of dedication and the work that I committed to raising my kids. I did what I knew to do. I did what I thought was expected and I did it the way that I thought was my best. And my world was their world. The problem was that this method of motherhood is just not sustainable. And while there are many reasons for the ultimate demise of my marriage, I honestly can wholeheartedly say that one of the reasons was I was simply so exhausted from motherhood and from putting myself last that my mental capacity to maintain a marriage and to nurture a marriage in the way that it needs to be nurtured in order for it to continue to be successful was just absolutely gone. I became resentful. I became bitter about life. And it was because my entire identity was wrapped up in being a wife and a mom. I didn't allow any room for myself. I didn't think that I could During the moments when I would take time for myself, when I would try to spend time with my friends or exploring hobbies or just life outside of those roles that I had, I did it with so much fucking guilt that it was almost paralyzing. It was not even worth it because I would sit at a happy hour with my friends or at a dinner with my friends or at a birthday party for my friends completely feeling horrible that I had left my husband alone to manage these children that were his. And it it was as if they were not going to survive without me. And maybe a lot of that is ego for us. Maybe it is that we just think that these people cannot survive without us because Yeah, our ego is attached to that identity. I don't know what it is, but guys, people can fucking survive without you. When I would finally take that time, I just felt like I was a shitty mom or a bad wife. And it sucked all of the joy out of anything that I tried to do to the point that I either wouldn't do it or I just got completely used to the idea that I was going to be completely consumed with thoughts of what my kids were doing or how they were just suffering massively without me, which hello, they were not, they were living their best life, you know, like not brushing their hair and eating eating cake for breakfast. And not only did I have this giant ego that my family just couldn't survive without me, I also felt like I had to say yes to everything. I felt like as long as I was saying yes, If I was making other people happy, then I was doing my job. And I mean, this is sort of like a double-edged sword, right? Because when we do this, we get a shit ton of accolades for it, right? People look at you, they praise you for how much you take on, and they start to smother you with this false sense of admiration. And they start saying things to you like, how can you do it all? And then I would start to feel like, yeah, how can I do it all? Like, I'm so amazing. And it just fed that ego even more, right? Like, I am this like badass super mom. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, I do it. But I do it with a tremendous amount of guilt. I do it with resentment. And I felt horrible that I wanted more than that. So when I found myself in those early days post-divorce, 
I was a literal fucking shit show. I will be honest. I was completely neglecting myself during this time. I was avoiding my feelings. I was overextending my time and my energy commitments, just like I had done when I was married. But this time I was doing it because I didn't know how to just sit down and not do anything and pause and reflect and take time for myself. But I was also doing it to keep me occupied so I didn't have to sit alone because when I sat alone, that was going to force me to face the fact that I didn't know who the fuck I was. And I didn't know what I wanted out of life. I didn't know how I was going to get it. And every minute was occupied by something or someone other than myself. And I was also still super active in my kids' lives and in their activities. They were, this was during a time of their lives when they were all in on the school activities and the extracurriculars. And so because I was fortunate enough to have a very, very good working co-parenting relationship with my ex-husband, we both were very active still in attending all of these events that our kids would do. And so I was busy with all of that. Even if they weren't with me, I was still busy with that. But any free time I had outside of the kids, I filled it with something. And I primarily filled that with activities and with friendships and these relationships that did not serve me. And they were toxic. And I kept saying yes to everyone and everything. I had zero boundaries. And I then continued to be exhausted and resentful. And I had lost sight of everything that made me happy. I didn't want to sit in this house. That wasn't my home. It was a rental home. So I felt like I couldn't make it mine. Guys, this was like back like 10 years ago when they didn't have these like fancy little like peel and stick subway tiles that you can like make your little rental space look super cute. I couldn't do that. And so I went from having this wonderful, beautiful home where I invited in friends and we entertained and we did all of these great things in this space to this empty space that was completely quiet and void of any happiness at all in this little home that I had. And I, I just became so unhappy and so unhealthy. And I was not caring for myself in any capacity. And it just became a very, very toxic lifestyle. And I was in this cycle of complete self-destruction. And I don't really recall when it was, but somewhere along the way, I knew that I had to figure something out. And so my kids were basically the only happiness I had at this time. But even then, it was so hard for me to be fully present because I was just living in this misery, knowing that they were going to leave again and I was going to have to be alone again. And then this continued cycle of unhealthy habits and toxic relationships were just going to consume me again. And at the core of this transitional turmoil in my life was the beginning of me learning to choose myself and the realization that I had control over my feelings, control over my actions, and control over my path in life. I was in charge of my happiness and my success. And no, this transformation did not happen overnight. It took a lot of fucking time and 
I was in therapy. And so it wasn't like I just woke up and had this aha moment where I like lifted myself from the ashes. No, I definitely had to help. I definitely was still confiding in people in my life who were important to me, who understood me, who helped me through this time. <clears throat> so if you're sitting and you're listening and you're thinking to yourself, I don't have it all figured out. Get ready, people, because I am going to give you the most cliche line ever. All of the change and all of the transformation started with one little decision. Okay, it started with one little baby step. And my little baby step started with a trip to Bath and Body Works with a buy one, get one coupon in my hand because I was fully entrenched in the single mom life. And I was working at a job that made $13 an hour. So I was determined that I was going to make myself happy. And those fucking candles were going to be the key that and like a two buck chuck bottle of wine. And I had to fully believe that because I didn't have enough money to take my ass to Greece or go on this like eat, pray, love adventure. I couldn't do that. I had to make it work. And what happened was I started to create this routine where I would get home and I would light those candles and I would start cooking a meal for myself, which seems like such a normal, natural thing to do. But at this time, I was not cooking for myself at all. I was cooking for my kids. And anytime they were gone, which was half of the week and every other weekend, I ate shit. I ate bowls of cereal. I ate popcorn. Sometimes I didn't eat at all. Sometimes I just drank the wine. <clears throat> I ate out for dinner. I ate fast food. I didn't take the time to cook myself a healthy meal. And so coming home and lighting the candles and making a meal for myself really was the start of this transformation for me. I would have like jazz playing in the background because, you know, jazz makes me feel like a fancy adult. And I'd have my glass of wine and I would cook and then I would get done and I would sit my ass at the table and it fucking sucked. I did not like it at all, but it was a start. I didn't like sitting there alone because all I would do is look around at the, at the three empty chairs that were staring me in the face. And it was a giant reminder of how alone I uh, was, but I continued to do it. It was a start and it really did start to change everything. Candles and a boatload of therapy and some two buck chuck didn't hurt to add to it. So whenever I could, I would grab this candle and I would light it and I would create this whole vibe that literally brought me so much joy in the most simple form. It was the most simple pleasure, but it started to become this routine. And even if I didn't cook or if I didn't have the jazz music on, the candle was lit and I would start to feel like I could relax. I could come home. I could come down from this crazy life and I could take some time to just be, to be alone, to sit there, to maybe read a book. And life just started to feel more tolerable. It started to feel like I could maybe find a little light at the end of the tunnel. I could maybe feel a little bit more like myself and I loved it. And so that little step into Bath and Body Works led me to start prioritizing myself 
and my happiness and my needs. Maybe I would read the book. Maybe I would journal. Maybe I would just sit there and sort of reflect on what went wrong in my marriage and what I needed to do to fix it. And again, you guys, this was not overnight, but it led me back to me. And so fast forward nine years later, and in, in April of 2022, I launched Nora Blanc, which is my own line of non-toxic refillable candles. And that entire business was launched because for nine years, I have continued to burn candles at an obscene rate. And I had upcycled and recycled those damn candle jars for literally everything you can possibly imagine. But like how many cotton ball jars does somebody need, right? And I had since gotten remarried and my husband and I blended our family. So I gained two more sweet little kiddos to add to my mix. And so there wasn't like a ton of time to sit around and like actually peel the labels off of these candle jars to properly prepare them to be recycled. And so my idea came to create a more sustainable candle line. And it literally came to life because of this routine that I had created nine years before that I had never, ever let go of. And here's the thing. Every little step led me here, but it was never, ever about the candles. It was not about the candles 10 years ago, and it's not about the candles now. It's about the feeling I get when I take time for myself. When I slow down and I light the candle and I sip the wine and I dance in the kitchen with the jazz music music, and I feel like this fancy adult and I cook for myself an actual meal that nourishes me, it's about that feeling that I get. And now it extends to lighting those candles and cooking those meals for my family or my friends who are visiting. And it's about cozying up on the couch to watch a show with the kids or to read a book or to have a conversation with my husband or to just sit in silence with the candle burning to ground me and to keep me in touch with who I am. And creating the candles was about you. It was about helping me to guide you to start reconnecting with yourself and to start finding your joy. It's about sharing my story so that you can find your voice and you can share your story. So candles might not be your thing and that's like perfectly fine. What matters is taking a moment to identify what brings you that pure and simple joy. What matters is discovering or rediscovering who you are outside of all of the hats you wear, whether that is working full time and running your own business, or it's taking care of an elderly parent, or it's just trying to figure out what your role is in life. Like you just don't quite know because you're way fucking younger than me and you're still just trying to figure it all out. Or it's being a mom, whatever the hats are that you're wearing. What I want you to do is I want you to take time to prioritize yourself and to stay in touch with who you are so you don't lose sight of it just because you're taking care of everybody else in this world. What matters is not allowing yourself to go a single day without making yourself a priority. So heaven forbid, if you find yourself completely alone in this world someday, you are not lost because you know who you are to your core.
So I knew when I launched my candle line that I wanted to create a sustainable candle line. Yes, that's what I wanted to do. But what I wanted even more than that was to encourage women to find their joy, to reconnect with themselves, to rediscover themselves, and to start prioritizing themselves so that you could create a life full of moments where you felt alive outside of those societal roles. I want to encourage women to find their voices and to stop apologizing for wanting more out of life. It's okay if you want more than to be a partner or you want more than to sit behind a desk at an eight to five job every day. I want every woman to have this life where you can be your most authentic version of yourself and you don't have to apologize for it. You get to live it every single day guilt-free and then you can show up to be the best wife or the best partner or the best employee because you're already grounded in yourself. You already know where your voice lies. And that little baby step that I took when I finally took back control of my life and I chose me led me all the way here. Talking to all of you on this podcast, writing my blog, showing up on socials every day, and it is going to lead me all the way into 2024 where all sorts of magic is going to start to happen. So I want you to think about what little baby step you might be able to do today to move towards that goal. If you feel like you've lost yourself, you can DM me, you can email me. Let me help you. And I want you to help me build a community for all of you. Don't miss an episode. Stick around, share this with your friends, and let's build this together because I want you more than anything to reconnect with who you are. And if you feel like you are truly connected to who you are, I don't want you to lose sight of that. I don't want you to lose sight of that ever. So take some time this week to just think about what little step you can do to start reconnecting, to find yourself again. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Hustle Culture Dropout. Until next week, thank you all so much for being here. Make sure that you reach out, you subscribe to the podcast, you shoot me a DM, and let's just connect this week. And I hope you guys have a great week.